Hello, you. What is up? And welcome back to the Becoming the Character podcast. The podcast is all about, obviously, becoming the attractive character of your brand, your business, your movement, and your message. And magnetizing people to all of the above. So good to have you back. Um, I want to talk to you. First, I want to begin uh, uh, with telling you how I almost lost my life yesterday. Uh, quote unquote. Now, that's a little bit of clickbait because obviously I didn't almost lose my life. It wasn't that serious, but I was I was pretty panicked. And it's all because I'm not really like a technical person. Um, but from there, I do want to proceed into, you know, what this podcast is all about, which is, um, you know, the tactics and strategies behind becoming a mag- magnetic personality that raises, you know, all, you know, the tide and therefore all ships, including your business, your life, your marriage, whatever it might be. Um, in, in, in today's uh, episode is really like the strategy and the tactics uh, behind it is really all about doing less um, because a lot of people feel like you know in order to be a character in order to be a Candace Owens, Kobe Covenant, Charleston White like all these Donald Trump all these controversial and polarizing figures that uh, are rich and, and, and wealthy and have movements and followings and fans um, because of their personality a lot of people feel like you gotta be born a particular type of way you got to be super smooth charismatic intellectual all these things but you know there's 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 um a principle that actually goes against that school of thought and that by doing less you can actually accomplish more as a character and i'm gonna tell you about that today um but before i get into the actual episode this is one thing i want to say that's super 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 critical it's super critical if you're doing something if you're busy right now i want you to stop and just let me hear it's just for a split second because i think this can help you so much more infinitely um, I think I'm an expert in my own right when it comes to becoming a character, when it comes to somebody that's being renowned and distributing lore to the world behind your life, what it stands for in your business and, and, and getting greater success in all of the above. Um, and this podcast is all inclusive. It's for entrepreneurs, but it's, 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 it, it, it rings true all the way around. Like in order to be successful in a marriage or a relationship, I've been in a relationship for six years now. Um, you really do have to be a character. You have to exaggerate some of your qualities in order to, uh, receive the results that you want whether you're married or dating or whatever it might be um but I, I want you to listen i want you to pause for a second i think i'm an expert in my own right sure but there are obviously always and within life people that are a step ahead of you or many steps ahead of you whole entire journey ahead of you um and so when it comes to becoming the character becoming the attractive character that magnetizes people to your life's message your movement your business um maybe even you in a dating scenario when it comes to becoming a persuasive person that can influence the masses to follow and lend their wallets and their hearts and their adoration, um, you know, because not all business leaders are able to do that. A lot of billionaires, you don't know their name despite the fact that they're rich because they're not characters in their business. Um, and a lot of billionaires, their business would have gone further if they had a character assigned to it. So, um, you know, like Bezos or Elon or Bernard Arnault, he's not really much of a character, but you know, I'm just kind of lying for, for, you know, for the example's sake. Um, and so I've gathered a collective of people who are, who've done exactly what I preach on this podcast. So, and they're shining examples of it. People who are leaders in their life and in their business and all these things. Um, you know, people who are just figureheads, they have their own narratives, have their own lore, and they're magnetic and super persuasive, and they own businesses, and their businesses are great and booming, and their message is great and booming and being distributed and changing lives throughout society, 
because they're such a great character, because they're able to supercharge their traits and expand the energy they have and fill a room, whether it's physical or digital, and convince people of their ways of being. Um, similar to, like I said, how somebody like now, this isn't glorifying him because he was a probably the worst person in existence, maybe um, one of them, somebody like Hitler, you know, how, how do you how do you amplify your personality in a way that makes the entire country follow you? Or somebody like Jim Jones or uh, whatever his name was, the guy that went in the woods and built a cult. How a cult leader is that influential and magnetic and powerful? And how how is it that you become that character within a business movement uh, and have little fans uh, instead of customers, fans that are lifelong customers? Um, I've gathered the best of the best in regards to this, and I've grouped about twenty to thirty of them. Um, because we're not finished actually recording the episodes. I mean, recording the their actual interviews yet. And I've interviewed them. I asked them a singular question. Um, I'm not going to reveal that question in this episode. On a summit that I'm doing called the Becoming the Character Summit. Okay. Um, which is actually the Surviving the Cancel Summit. But it's changed a little bit. And we have a, a slightly new roster. But yeah, on the Becoming the Character Summit. And, um, you know... These 20 to 30 interviews, which these people are all insanely wealthy, multi-million dollar per year businesses, um, huge followings, millions of people listen to these people literally every day, um, cult-like following, follow their every word, their attention, everything. And I've interviewed these people and really just asked them essentially how it is that they've built this cult-like following. And uh, so there are about 20, 30 to 30 interviews when, when it's all said and done. And you can actually watch these interviews you can watch this summit in a live event for free okay we're going to do a live event it'll be about probably three days of interviews um and you'll be able to access that on september 28th of 2021 okay so if you miss that date uh you know all the persuasive powers of the most highly influential people in the world um, the tactics and strategies they use just to have that be their being. You ever been in a room and or, or, or around a person and you just want to do whatever they say? You know, they're like, do me a, <laughs> do me a favor. And you're like, hmm, well, I don't exactly roll that way, but I just might like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> playing, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't condone doing platonic sexual favors, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, all, all of all their hidden knowledge, you know, you'll have a chance to access it. And the way you'll be able to do that is I want you to go down below. And in the in, in description of this podcast, regardless of which platform you're on, uh, there's a link to a Facebook group. OK, and all you have to do is join that Facebook group. And a lot of the summit will be aired live in that Facebook group. OK, on September 28th, it's an amazing event. You don't want to miss it. Some of these names you know, like the back of your game, complete household names. You don't want to miss this event. So go down in the description below and join the Facebook group, the Becoming the Character Facebook group. Um, also in the Facebook group, I'll be going live almost every day, doing Q&As with y'all who follow this podcast um, and asking you what it is about persuasion and, and making follow people follow you, you know, and almost do anything you say. Um I'll be asking you what questions do you want me to ask the speakers I haven't yet interviewed and the speakers when, when we actually go live what, what do you want me to ask the speakers um, so I'm going to be going live in the Facebook group 
before the summit airs to ask you what it is that you want to hear, getting online with some of y'all, giving uh, advice on becoming the character and, and tactics and strategies. All the best stuff will be in the Facebook group as well as on this podcast, but really on the Facebook group if you want to see summit-related things. So go to the Facebook group. It's in the description below. Um, furthermore, uh, well, anyhow, I should say, continuing on. Um, yeah, legitimately, man, I almost was a pack yesterday. Um, you know, if, if you're you're not living in the modern era, what a pack means is like, I'm not going to describe what a pack means, all right? Um, when somebody dies nowadays, particularly rappers, they say, oh, we smoking that pack. Like, they took their ashes and rolled it up in like a backwood or a cigarette papers or whatever you might smoke. And I don't you know smoke, so I don't really know. Um, and so you say, you're, sm- you're smoking that person's pack, you know? Uh, so yeah, I was almost a pack yesterday. And I want to tell you why. Um, I was, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I really have a big chip on my shoulder, not only against cancel culture, cancel culture, uh, not in its all forms, but in it, the way it's applied in the modern cancel culture, the way it's applied in the modern era, I would say it is, I think a cancer to society, to be honest. Um, now I don't want to make that a blanket black and white statement, but because some people need to go, truth be told. But there are a lot of situations where people are canceled for being different instead of being wrong or bad or evil necessarily. And uh, I think cancel culture is, uh, as I always say, you know, the primary enemy of all uh, deserters of the status quo, which are characters, characters, people who are unique and different in their own right. The people who follow and listen to and are charged by the advice on this podcast. But um, my secondary enemy, a great nemesis of mine, is really car people like I know some car people might listen to this podcast, and I hope you have a laugh, but I don't really like you too much. I don't really like y'all car guys. Now, my brother's a car guy, and my best friend, Rashad, and my father, but I don't like them neither. Yeah, I don't like them neither. I've determined that as of today. Um, All jokes aside, um, I really do have a chip on my shoulder against car people, but it's not disdain. It's okay. Cause I'm like a little femboy. Like, I don't really do all that car stuff. I replaced the headlight the other day, though. Man, I thought that was the craziest thing in the world. But, 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 but anyhow, let's get to the point of this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm having a good time. What I was going to say was, I, you know, uh, we, we were driving through the city of L.A. That's an event in itself. Just picture that. You're driving through the city of L.A. But the city of L.A., uh, it's like uh, a lot of people that, that live in this city. Um, that are homeless and addicted to meth. And so they act really abstract every day. And so already riding through the city of LA, picture it like Dead Rising, the video game. I got the Mega Buster in that game, which is really hard to do. The Mega Man Mega Buster. But picture it like Dead Rising, Walking Dead, something like that. So picture this. We're driving through the city of LA. Um, When you think of a post-apocalyptic, dystopian world, you have to factor in the fact that there's no running faculties in the world. Like taxpayer dollars aren't really going anywhere because there are no taxpayers. And so the roads and the buildings and everything is crumbling and disturbed and overgrown trees and things like that. And typical day in Italy. So this day was no different. A dystopian world. Um, which I actually think LA is one of the only first world countries on this planet. But that, that's a completely separate topic. We're driving through LA viewing an apartment around the corner because we want to move for obvious reasons we don't want to live in a dystopian underworld um which i really love la by the way i I don't want that to be mistaken like all jokes aside i mean la is weird and it's a lot that happens in la 
but uh, I do love LA. Um, I love the people of LA a whole bunch. Um, people who move to Texas, man, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, to be honest, but, but I'm named after the city in Texas. My name's Dallas, by the way. But we were driving through the city of LA. Review this apartment probably somewhere around midnight, and as usual, boom, we hit a pothole. Boom, thought nothing of it. Walked outside the, the the next morning, and the tire was deflated. This is like probably the third or fourth or fifth time it's been deflated in a series of, uh, in a span of like two years. Which living at home, that never happened because at home is is the regular world, and here is the dystopian underworld. If you don't remember. Um, and so I had to replace the tire because I'm a boyfriend and that's what boyfriends do. So I got on the ground to replace the tire for, hmm, not to brag or anything to you car folk, but I have utility as well for probably like the sixth or seventh or eighth or ninth or maybe even the tenth. I've done a lot of things in my life. I've, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man of many wares. Uh, tenth time in my life, I got down to fix this tire and uh, I don't necessarily know to a like as a science word, I put the jack. So I put the jack on the tire, right? Uh, if that's what you, yeah, the car jack. I put the jack under the car, and I began cranking it. At first, I'm cranking it with a ballpoint pen because I don't have the full setup to crank it right. But then I transition, and it's like this kind of metal tire pressure checker handheld that my girlfriend had in the car, and I'm and then I'm cranking it with that, and it's getting kind of bent up. So this tire is completely fat. You got a flat, fat. It's flat. You got to jack it up pretty high. So I jacked it pretty high to get the tire off, and I popped all the bolts off. The tire's like slanted, like halfway off. I promise this has something to do with becoming a character in the end game. So just stick around. Um, and go down in the description below and join the Facebook group once again. It's the Becoming the Character Facebook group. You can't miss it. It has a picture of this podcast as the logo as the cover photo. You can't miss it, man. And there's, there's my face in the group. If you, you don't know what I look like, because it's about anyhow. I'm jacking up the tire, uh, or jacking up the car, and I look over after I popped all the bolts off and pulled the tire halfway off, because now I gotta raise the jack a little more. Um, I look over and the, t- the 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 jack is under the car, but it's slanted on a, on a diagonal. Which, <laughs> if you're a car person like me, you know what that means. Um. It could collapse at any minute, killing us all. And uh, so I kind of panicked. Like, I didn't know what to do about the situation because that was always my worst fear. Like, if this falls, maybe it'll damage the car. Maybe the car will be on the ground, and it's not my car. So it's like, I really don't know what to do about that. I'm trying to be, like, romantic to my girlfriend and gift her or, or serve her in some way, but uh, I kind of messed up. This this jack could pop out of place at, at any moment and, and, again, destroy us all. So I'm looking around on the Internet, like, what do you do? When a car jack is slanted and probably going to fall if you do anything stupid. Because I was kicking the tire trying to get the bolts off. All types of things. And the fact that it didn't fall was really like a miracle in itself. Um, and so I'm looking up and a couple things pop up. Most of which are telling me, oh, that's why they call jacks Widowmakers. Because they kill you. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm going to die. I've, I've come to accept that. But you don't got to tell me over and over again. And um, long story short, you know, I end up shoving the 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 spare tire under the car and then getting a screwdriver to push it into the jack it's like a manual jack and then pull it down and luckily 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 nothing broke as far as i know we haven't driven yet but also 
the tire was able to the jack didn't fall and snap out of place the car didn't fall roughly i was able to put the new tire on and everything was good while this is going on my girlfriend uh the way we realized that the tire was flat in the first place was that she was coming downstairs to go out with a friend um you know a, a, a girlfriend i'm not i'm not a simp you know so forgive me if you thought i was talking about a guy friend I, i'm not a simp just to let you know uh and that's not insecurity either. I'm not I'm not insecure. I wouldn't do something like that. But she was coming to go out with a friend to a scones place in LA. And uh we noticed the tire is flat. And so she has to take a lift. And while she's in the lift, there's a particular person that I'm not gonna mention because this is my podcast, that she doesn't like that's being played on the radio all the way to the scones place. And you know, you guys know my girlfriend. You know her very well. You've you've known her for, for as long as this podcast is going on. She didn't really like that. And so when she got home, she couldn't wait to tell me all about it. She told me about it yesterday. Cool. It is what it was. And uh, we woke up this morning and she talked about it to me some more because it was it was a pressing situation in, uh, you know, DEFCON 1. And I don't say that with jest. I actually mean that because I don't like the dude neither um, or the person either. Excuse me. I don't want to give any clues. Um, but we talked about it some more this morning. And somehow that conversation had led into the topic of this podcast episode. Um, what she said about him is, you know, everybody thinks this person is so smart because they use big words. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of true. Then she said, but you know what? You know, if we were to debate, I bet I could out debate this person. You know, because truth be told, you use big words, but you're really dumb. And I was like, yeah, I kind of agree with that. It is really dumb. And I added to the conversation. I contributed. I said, a lot of the times, a good handle on the English language or any language that you speak, rather, uh, a high level understanding of language is associated with high intelligence when really that's just an illusion because so often we'll follow a lot of people who we follow and think are cool and you know because they use big words we assign intelligence to them it's like a rapper that we think can rap because he raps fast and use big words that no one understands that he read from the dictionary it's the illusion of intelligence you know um brought about by the um, by, by a good possession or a good handle on the language kind of describes me a little bit right um but the point I'm making here is it's like it's like that like it's like that how do I say this we continued along the lines of conversation I said yeah I think we agreed on the fact that or or rather I brought forth the fact that a lot of people hmm, think that in order to be a magnetic personality they have to sound smart they have to use big words but every one of the people that are magnetic personalities that are characters that I follow or really all the greatest characters of all time from my observation they make a willful effort to build their mind around topics of the highest complexity but break them down to be communicated simply 
I think it was Albert Einstein that says it. Anyone who can't explain the topic that they're a so-called, you know, so-called expert in to a third grader is no expert in that topic. I, 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 I listen to Stephen Larson and, 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 and uh, Russell Brunson and Frank Kern and all these guys. And what I've realized listening to their podcast is that they willfully make an effort. My, Stephen Larson has, it, it applies in a lot of different ways, actually. Like Stephen Larson, he was talking about his sales process in a, in a rebuild episode, I think it was called on his uh, Launch for Profit podcast. And he was talking about how, you know, what entrepreneurs do typically is that they, or good entrepreneurs, is they build up these businesses. They make them extremely complex with a lot of different products and a lot of different messages for those products. And what they eventually do with their business is that they destroy 90% of it. I think he, he was a people's podcast and he was talking about how he had 46 funnels and he burned them all down to about six different funnels. And the six that he had weren't like really part of the original 46. The six that he had were made in like the last six months. Uh, or the three that he had or whatever it is. And he says, you know, entrepreneurs adhere to a process of willful simplicity. Now, those aren't the words he used, but this was the, the idea that he was communicating in that podcast episode. And not only does it, you know, um, pertain to customer journeys and, and, and you know, the uh, the systems of your business, the simplicity is key, but it also applies to who you are as a character in your life, any caricature, you know, a lot of people, like I said, they think that, you know, uh, you can do two things. You can speak for your ego or you can speak to communicate a message and build a following. And a lot of people who go, want to go on to become characters, they speak for the ego. They want to seem smart. They want to impress the audience. But the thing they don't understand is that they are unable to build an audience in the first place because the audience doesn't actually understand what it is they're saying. And so the essence of this entire conversation that I'm trying to uh, explain is that it isn't actually like a intellectual ability, wise wiseness, the ability to speak with great eloquence. It's, you know, this might seem kind of contradictory. Um, it isn't a prerequisite for becoming a character. It, it will actually hurt, like hurt you more than it'll help you. And a lot of people feel like, oh, I don't want to, you know, start building my audience and being a character, whether it be what it, you know, through, through, through the production of content, whether it through, be through podcast or, or, or YouTube or, or, or Facebook or, or whatever it is, follow our Facebook group, by the way, um, because they feel like they sound dumb or they feel like the way they communicate or, you know, or, 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 or uh, propagate their ideas isn't, you know, as polished as they would like when, you know, I think studies have shown the best way to communicate with the audience with an audience is to communicate at the level of a third grader. And that's why you have people like Donald Trump at the last election. Um, he spoke with great simplicity throughout the campaign that won him, won him the presidency. He spoke with a great deal of simplicity. He'll say things are bad because he's trying to appeal to a global audience. He'll say things are bad or that's not good or just simple things like okay he's from china they don't say why he's from china it you know is a relevant idea but he says he's from china oh he's from russia uh what do you propose you do about the immigration problem build a wall you know it's just like simple ideas like uh nothing very complex that'll go over people's heads and that goes into a lot of marketing strategy i don't want to get too high level with this 
but I think we're going to go there. Now, this ain't insanely high level, but people who aren't familiar with what it is to communicate as a character and build a following, uh, you know, because uh, it's all narrative and lore, um, and, and how the propagation of lore affects audiences. Uh, this may, you may be unfamiliar with this. So, um, even like Russell Brunson, you know, within his business, within any business, um, I, I believe this is documented by the book Crossing the Chasm, but I've never actually read that book, so I don't know. Uh, a lot of books, um, a lot of books, a lot of businesses start off building their business, and a lot of characters start off building their following by speaking to a very specific niche subset of people. Stephen Larson also talked about this in his Launch for Profit podcast because it's easier to be a big fish in a little in a small pond. There's also the reason I started my freelance writing podcast again because it's a small pond, and I realized early on, like uh, it, well after the fact. Um, of deleting that original podcast, I realized this podcast was growing not nearly as fast as the previous one I had, which was freelance writing secrets. Um, and I realized that because, um, you know, I just looked, I went back and looked at the stats and I'm like, in three months, I had like half the downloads as this podcast has in a year because this podcast is in a bigger pond. It's a small fish in a bigger pond where freelance writing is a very very small niche and so i was a huge fish in a small pond and that podcast was growing like a wildfire and i've rebooted that podcast and guess what it's continuing to grow in a similar fashion to the way it was it's growing and i believe it'll grow even more quickly as the years goes on like a wildfire because it's easy to be a big fish in a small pond um and so when you go to that small pond the ways in which you'll communicate is very specific because that audience possesses already a high level of education in that topic so when it comes to freelance writing, um, I'll use tier three terms related to writing, right? Um, you know, um, like when it comes to wrestling, for example, wrestling is a small pond and it's easy to be a big fish in that small pond. It's easy to be the wrestling guy because like I said, it's, it's, it's just a small pond. It's easy to be known. Like if you're just go out randomly and you choose, like, let's say a, a, you deliberately choose an insanely small pond, like, uh, yo-yoing right now if you start posting videos about yo-yoing people pretty quickly associate you with yo-yo you'll be the yo-yo guy you'll dominate that market very quickly why because no one's really yo-yoing you know if you were obsessed with wrestling knee pads and that was your entire channel they're like oh he's the wrestling knee pad guy because no one else you know cares about wrestling knee pads in the world other than you and a small cult collection of people so when it comes to small pawns like wrestling I'll speak in specific language I'll say things like, uh, hey, um, do, you know, do a snap down, no, collar time, do a snap down and go for uh, a high crotch and switch it off to a double, All right? Do, uh, do a, do a, do a, let's see, do a, a shrug to a, a collar time, um, you know, make them step. Do a shrug to a splatal. You're like, what are you, what are you talking about? But if I'm speaking to a more general audience, you know, with the specific topic, if I want to reach more people when it comes to wrestling, what I'll say rather than that is say, you know, I don't know what other races say, but black people, when they fight, they say scoop them, which means to grab your legs and pick them up. Do a takedown. Uh, slam him. Just general terms that people understand. You know, headlock chicken wing i won't say a a, a, a half nelson or an arm bar i'll say a chicken wing because the arm bar in wrestling is different than the one in the mma um so when it comes to small demographics um 
that are highly educated within a specific niche. You talk to them with specific language. But as you branch out, and Russell Brunson has a podcast episode about this as well. If you want to scale your opportunity, if you want to branch out as a character and begin to tap into greater audiences, you know, if you want to be a mass figure, a household name, um, you go from that audience that's highly educated um, about the opportunity, the hot audience, the people who are already completely aware of the topic, they're ready to buy any products on the topic, all the whole nine yards, to maybe a warm audience who are not as educated and not as familiar and not as ready to buy on the topic. Um, and then you go over to a cold audience, um, which is the biggest audience, people who never heard of the topic. And it requires a crazy ton of effort to get from somebody from cold to hot, but it begins with language. And Russell Brunson had an example about this in a podcast where he said, you know, I could go and stand on a table in the middle of the food court in the mall and say, who wants a sales funnel? This was a few years ago when not everybody knew what sales funnels were. Um, and nobody be like, what? He said, you know, he said he had a joke in the podcast. He said, what, what did that dude say? He said he want to, who wants a funnel cake or, or something like that. I botched that joke. That's crazy. Um, but, you know, when he was talking, when he, if he wanted to talk to a mass audience and get people to actually, you know, uh, understand what he was saying, he would simplify the language. He would stand on the table and say, who wants a money-making website? You know, who, who wants a, a website that prints money for him? And everybody would be like, oh, like they, they would instantly know what he was talking about because he's, he's narrow, he's, 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 he's broadening his language, broadening his language to apply and to be understood by a more general audience. Now, I know this was a rare, very round, or this is a very roundabout podcast episode, but uh, what I want to communicate to you in this episode is language is important. Language is extremely powerful. Think about, think back to what it is that you're passionate about in your life. Just take a moment and just think about it. What is something that you're super nerd about, right? Because I remember um, I've been a nerd about so many things. This is why I started to be a marketer uh, throughout my lifetime. I've been a mega nerd on so many different topics. And one of those topics, for example, is wrestling. Another one is, is health and diets. Uh, another one is self-help, pickup. Um, but let's just say wrestling, for example. Um, there were so many times throughout my life where, um, just, I would learn something about wrestling, learn something super exciting, super crazy, maybe a new move, a combination or something would happen in the world, a match, you know, maybe Jordan Burroughs would win or he'd lose and it would be groundbreaking for me because I was, you know, a part of that hot audience of wrestling. Um, but the people around me were a cold audience. So I get excited about this event or this move that I learned. Every time, think about when you're passionate about something, if this, if this happens to you, you go and explain this to your parents, or your friends, or your family, right? And they may, their interest may be peaked at first, but as you continue to drone on and explain the details of what it is, the excruciating details, because that's what they are, of the opportunity that you're discussing with them, with time, you can see their attention slowly waning and dissipating down to nothing to the point where they're just really just waiting for you to stop talking. They're staring at you, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the message is too specific. The message is too complicated. The message used too many high-tier words. Um, the message isn't something anymore that they could relate to, that they can understand. Now, if you were to explain what it is that you were talking in layman terms, uh, using terminology and things that they can relate to and understand and actually feel, then suddenly that result may be different. So um, 
maybe you're discussing a fight or something like that at school, something very basic, and or, or, or even a wrestling match, and you say, man, it was this guy, and it was this other guy, and they were, you know, they looked bulky with tattoos, and the guy in the black picked them up, and he just slammed them, like just a headline, and that's why headlines are written the way they are across all of media. Um, they're written very, very simple, very easy to understand, just a punch, because most people won't read the article because their attention will wane as the article you know, gains more specification. Um, point being, you know, you felt that in your life, haven't you? You've had that experience. The reason is, is because people don't want to listen to things that they don't understand. Who does? Who, who, that's called a waste of time. People don't want to put in the effort to translate. People don't want to, to, to comprehend. People don't want to discern. People, people don't want to do any of these things. People want their food served to them the way that they like it, the way that they understood, the old-fashioned way, the way that they know, the way that they can relate to. And while everybody might feel like in order to be a character, you have to talk with eloquence, you have to talk with complexity, you have to talk like you've talked about things all of your life and that you feel greatly about these things. Now, tonality is important, but language is not. It has been my personal discovery, not my personal discovery, it's been evident in my life that only thing that speaking quote unquote intellectually will do for you as, a, as someone who is building a character in an audience that will follow this character is alienate that audience. Because why I may feel that, oh, if you speak a certain type of way, people will look up to you. The actual truth of the matter is people don't want to speak to somebody that they feel speaking above them. People don't want to feel inferior people don't want to feel less than people don't want to feel like they got showed up instead what you what people want to do is speak to people who are alike to them and speak the same language as them people want to feel like they're part of a collective part of a group who are similar in status and strength and of course you have to be a leader in some ways but people want leaders that they can relate to think about every politician one thing that Owen Cook taught me he talked about this back in the day politicians because the mass doesn't understand nuance, politicians will speak without nuance. And when politicians speak, it's always black and white, not in terms of races, but like it's either one way or another. It's not super complex, it's super simple. Blanket statements and very, very, very not complex. And if you look at every politician throughout history, you look at Joe Biden go up and you look at Donald Trump grow up and you look at Barry go up, <laughs> which is Obama. Uh, if y'all didn't know, this is, you know, this is his alter ego, his alias and, and things like that. Um, they speak very, very simply to the audience and, and that's how they hook people in because people feel like they're the everyday man or everyday woman and somebody they can relate to and somebody they can get behind and somebody that they can understand without feeling inferior. And uh, so I know this was a long-winded episode, but I just wanted to drive that point home because it's extremely important. You know, don't scrutinize yourself when it comes to building your character. Whoever it is you are, and don't get me wrong with that statement, you have to become better. You have to have an edge. People do want to look up to some people in some facets, but communication is not one of those facets that you can skimp out on and, and, and be all superior and high and mighty and snobby and have your head up. I'm not very good at this myself. I understand that. But people want someone that they can relate to people want somebody that is like to them people want somebody that is human and that really is 
all there is to it. You don't have to speak a certain type of way. You don't have to dress a certain type of way. You don't have to be complex. You don't have to have the best 4K cameras. You don't have to do any of that stuff. What you have to be is somebody who is relatable and more so than that when it comes to your ideas. Somebody who communicates them and delivers topics, subjects, lore, and narratives. The things that will drive your movement very, very simply. And so with that being said, um, I do want to simply tell you this summit is going to blow you away. It's absolutely going to blow you away. It's going to crush your mind into several pieces. And those pieces will dissipate into the universe. And, and, and when they reassemble and come back together, you understand the exact blueprint of a David Goggins. You will understand the exact blueprint of a Jocko Willink. You understand the 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 Vess's name. I'm I'm not too clear on that, but you'll understand the exact blueprint of and all of these figures, all these legends. The a Steve Jobs, a Elon Musk in his Shiba coin, or his cum rocket, or whatever whatever he says, um, which is a coin. It's not nothing nasty. Um, I hope that's the coin. Anyhow, you understand what 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 is the anatomy, what is the DNA of these characters, and why they are so infectious. Um, so, if you want to view the summit, absolutely free. It's free. Three days of the best speakers, the best leaders in the world. I want you to join the Facebook group. That was that that, that didn't seem like I was serious. I want you to join the Facebook group. That sounded like Don Draper. Let's get it right. I want you to join the Facebook group. I really do want you to join the Facebook group. You must do this. So go down in the description below and join the Facebook group. I don't want to hear anything other than yes, daddy. So you go down there and you join the Facebook group right now. Either yes, daddy or yes, Mr. Christian Gray. Either one. I will, I will, I will not accept anything else from you. All right. With that being said, man, this is Dallas. Um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast episode. If you did enjoy it, I want you to rate this podcast. Super essential. Not as essential as joining that Facebook group, but rate the podcast. I want you to review this podcast. Yeah, yeah, review it, yeah. Do it for me right now, yeah. Review the podcast, and I want you to subscribe to this podcast. Um, And I appreciate you for listening. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. I want you to see this summit. I want you to hear what these speakers took the time out of their day uh, to lay down for us. So, yeah, go and join the Facebook group in the description down below. I will do. I'll probably go live every now and then, probably like every day. I hope hope to see you every day. I'm not. I'm not really the most structured. Anyhow, join the Facebook group. I'll talk to you over there. I appreciate you so much for listening. This is Dallas from the Surviving the Moment. This is Dallas from the Becoming the Character podcast. And when you wake up this morning, when you wake up tomorrow morning, I hope that you have from this podcast the knowledge and you apply it to be the best legend that you can be be the best character you can be wake up tomorrow and decide to be the hero in someone else's life I didn't, that didn't sound serious but it was close wake up tomorrow and decide to be a hero in someone else's oh, man, this dude on the back and he's staring at me throwing me off wake up tomorrow and decide to be the hero in someone else's life 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 Wake up tomorrow and decide to be the hero in someone else's life. Appreciate you so much for listening.
I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out.